Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Here we go, Watching the, the Bengals clip their wings. And all we can do is make the experts feel blue. They'll speak their point of view, but it's not sane. It's not sane. And welcome back to Fuck You. We, we like, like the, the Bengals. Bengals. I'm your host, Alex Schubert, sitting across from me as always. Lloyd Johnson. Two. Dude, it's been a it's been a good week for the Bengals. You uh, and you uh, just told me talked to me about a uh, a little doctor's appointment you had while you spin your microphone <clears throat> penis. Yeah, I uh, I was at the doctor and they took so much fucking blood <laughs> that like I got back here to finish writing burns and stuff. And I it was you guys will be able to tell on a couple of them. I was not all the way back to normal <laughs> when I was right. There's a couple in here that got pretty fucking weird. Yeah, but you you, you probably looked at them like you know what. I'm not going to wait until I'm sober to write these jokes. Well, I was sober. I just was, you know, no, like running in, like, in half capacity. Yeah. Yeah, in good state of mind. I'm very much looking forward to this episode. Yeah, there, there, like I said, there's just one or two that I, I went back and, like, rewrote after a while. But there's one or two I just left there like, nope, fuck it. They can just deal with how fucking weird my brain was <laughs> at that moment. <laughs> no, because, like, I was telling Lloyd before the episode, like, the Jets were a surprisingly fun team to roast. Yeah, I mean, there was... All right, so, one, they're so boring in a lot of ways. Like, if you go to, like, TMZ... Yeah. You had to go past the first page to find anything that involved a, an actual jet. Yeah. All of the stuff on TMZ was like, this rapper got arrested for drugs after attending a Jets game. <laughs> like, it literally was, like, the entire... It was back to last year. What rapper anything. wants to go to a Jets game? Um, I wish I could remember which one it was now. <laughs> But again, I was uh, I was not at full capacity. <laughs> yeah. When researching, so why did they take blood from you? Just all the blood tests they have to do for, especially like going back to work and like physical therapy and shit. <clears throat> well, like it, it's a follow up from when I was in the hospital and me getting ready to go back to work. So just a bunch of stuff overlapped. Yeah. Which was fine, but that meant like basically twice the amount of blood tests, and they uh, they took like eight of the big vials. Really? Yeah. I was sitting there like I saw her set all the things in there, and I was like, I don't. I feel like that's not okay. What? Move that down. Can't. Oh, you can't? No, sir. Shit. Okay, it's that's the camera. Oh. That you refuse to use. We'll use it eventually. <laughs> we get here so last minute. Okay, that's fine. go on, go on. <clears throat> no, yeah, it was, it was, you know, I had two doctor's appointments today, separated by a couple hours, and then I had to go and get blood drawn and have a 
thing where they look at the muscles in my leg with like a sonogram type thing. Okay. And uh, yeah, after they drew the blood, it was. <laughs> it <laughs> you was got a, real loopy. Yeah, it was. It was just. It was. It really did feel like everything in my body just started working at like half. <laughs> half its like normal. even more half than it already was. Yeah, it, it, like I, I it's it's like. It's like feeling tired but not sleepy. Like my body felt like everything was harder to do for a while. Yeah. And my brain just felt like it was not firing normal. <laughs> and for me, like, you know, my brain's usually running 90 miles an hour. Yeah. <clears throat> so all of a sudden it's not. And I'm like, I'm the stupidest person alive. <laughs> That's me every time I fuck off. I'm just like, oh, I'm the, stu- I'm the dumbest person alive. I feel like Cody Hucker. <laughs> I feel... I feel like a manifest destiny. (laughs) (laughs) Solid callback. Thanks. That is an inside joke for you old listeners. Love it. Because um, I was telling one earlier today, we had a decent amount of new listeners. Hi, guys. Hello. Welcome to, uh, if you're a new listener, welcome to Fuck You Like the Bengals. Or as they would say on any of the Facebook things, you fucking bandwagon piece of shit. Shut up. I'm real over all of you whiny little hoes that are on there. I will, ex- I will. now that I'm a part of the team that might have some bandwagon fans come on, assuming the team stays healthy, that is <coughs> a giant, giant... You imp- don't have to caveat it that much, just yeah. I will gladly accept the bandwagon fans. Yeah, I don't, I don't care. If you're rooting for the people and it's fun, like what? Yeah. Understand people. Like, I've oh. been a fan since sixteen. Like Josh posted in, in Houdini Nation. Like I've been a fan since sixteen eighty seven, and yeah, I saw the Dust Bowl championship, and he's yeah. right. Yeah, I like that. That was a, that was a fun post. Good job. Yeah. Good job, dude. No, Josh rolls. He uh, he wanted to come on, but I think it was like a little too late. We'll have him on uh, definitely pretty soon. Oh yeah, but but no, nah, man. Shout out to if you're a fan of this team, whether you're a, a old fan, whether you're a new fan who was a Chiefs fan last year. <clears throat> yeah, I don't give a shit if you're rooting for the people I'm rooting for. Let's just have fun and watch a fun game. Let's have fun. Let's not try to big time people and say that I'm a bigger fan than you are. Yeah, and, and they're all the same ones who would be like, I hate those fucking hipster fucks who are like, I like this band before they were popular. You know, they're the same <laughs> people that would say that, and you're like. <laughs> It's like the people that ride motorcycles and then complain about somebody with, like, subs in their car. <laughs> Just riding down the street. It's like, bitch, you're on a motorcycle. That, yeah. Like, if I'm riding with my windows down, you'd have deaf in me. You wake me up at fucking 1130 at night. Do you know how many times I've been at, like, open mics or bars, stuff like that, and someone's set is interrupted by a... Dude, living where I live and the street right there by me, when people do it at, like, 1 or 2 in the morning, it makes me want to go collect other people's grass shavings to throw <laughs> on the street. Oh, I'm right there with you. And I have a run I've told you my running joke. I think I've told you my running joke in my life where I um every time I see like a like a group of motorcycles on the highway, I will immediately get on Ox <coughs> and Blair bad to the bone. So I just see like five motorcycles and right behind this I had one uh I had a guy try to stop talk to me at a stoplight off his motorcycle and I was like, Can't hear you, wild hogs? <laughs> And what I thought was just like an amusing, he, he was not a fan of at all. He did not enjoy me calling him a wild hogs. <laughs> He's like that that movie that uh, what's a what's a movie that like people like are like super emotionally attached. He's like to? that movie was cultural appropriation of my people. <laughs> <laughs> oh 
Oh, man. See, all you motorcycle people, I don't understand you, and I don't care for you to explain your point. I don't, I don't want to hear why you think it's cool. Understand that to the rest of us, you're terrible. <laughs> just take your, if you can read this, the bitch fell off t-shirt. Unless you're on a unicycle, that shirt's not fun. <laughs> As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irving Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. It's an old Matt Bronger joke. He's like, I just want to ride a unicycle with one of those biker shirts that said, if you can read this, the bitch fell off. And people are like, what? where was she on? <laughs> so it's not my joke. That's a, it's an old Matt Bronger joke from. Dude, I, uh, I told you I did a, a spot for Matt Bronger one time, right? I did. God, he was the best. He's a very, very funny dude. Underrated. He is. Matt Bronger is a profession. <clears throat> dude, have you ever heard a shovel fighter joke? I think, yeah, I it's been a minute, but I know I've listened to that album. I think I made you listen to that joke one time, a long time ago. No, I know I've listened to that album, because well, I, no, 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 I, I love Bronger. I was trying to, I, I, think, I think I was trying to, like, say something from the joke, and then I made you, like, I, I think I pulled it up on YouTube or something, but. Oh, uh, okay. A long time ago. I think VA was here for that. If oh, shit. Idea how long. But, nah, dude, Bronger's the best. That's my favorite joke he ever did. He, um. He was such a nice dude. He was like encouraging and I said and it was my experience with Bronco was just fucking bees knees. Uh speaking of stand up comedy. Yeah. Guess what I just did right before I got here? Uh for the first time since March of twenty twenty. Got fingered? You know what else I did for the first time <laughs> since March of twenty twenty? Stand up at Go Bananas Comedy Club. Stand up at Go Bananas Comedy Club. It it was a different feeling. It was a great feeling. I kind of got a sweet spot in the show. My set went... I'm not going to be like, I went up there and fucking crushed. Yeah, you are. A little low-key. But it was like... I remember when I did the Bastard Sermon, which, shout out to Lloyd's podcast, The Bastard Sermon. There was, a, there was a minute in the episode where you said that I've seen Alex have sets where I just watch him and go, poor guy. Yeah. But and then I've also seen you crush, and then you come off like, oh, I don't like this. I didn't like that. I didn't like. And I like to think I had the latter set tonight. Good, where the entire crowd was in, and and I ha and I'm not saying like I crush every time. Like I I know I am very prone to bombing. Alex, we know it's fine, man. <laughs> but tonight, just like it was my first time in Go Bananas, I was so excited. I opened with a joke that I've been. Kind of like I hadn't my old closer as I've been trying as my opener, and it's been like doing really well because it's such a quick joke and it does really well and kind of like gets me acclimated to the crowd a little bit. So I'm just like, all right, I think that's like my uh, <coughs> full fledged opener. They were just like on board for the rest of the set, 
and I will take that one hundred percent. Yeah, of the that's time. awesome. So when they did great with the club, it sounds great. Yeah. Have you been to a show there yet? Dude. No, but I was there when I got everyone was doing all the mic test stuff and. Dude, it sounds fantastic. <clears throat> yeah, it, it sounded good when they were doing that. Like everybody was taking taking turns up there on the mic. And it's not as echoey because they have all those like soundproofing things <coughs> that, like you have in your apartment, yep. which no one can see that. But, but no, it was fantastic, and I'm very happy that I got to do it. I'll be hosting there tomorrow for Tabari McCoy. Little plug, yay! Um, but yeah, that was my uh, kind of my week going with uh, Go Bananas. So Lloyd, how much do you think the um, the general fuck you populace? Especially some of the new listeners um, would love our, uh, some of the, our some of our new sponsors, new listeners, new sponsors. <clears throat> I think they'd love them. Uh, do you think uh, Bull Sim would be a good one or Symbol? Symbol. Symbol. Bull Sim. Symbol. Uh, yeah, that is uh, we one of our new sponsors. We have a new sponsor that you guys are going to love. Symbol is the stock market for sports that allows you to profit off your sports knowledge. On Symbol, you can trade sports teams like stocks. And every time your team wins, you earn money. Dollar, dollar bill. Dollar, dollar bills. Like the Bengals are a rising stock right now. Oh, yeah, they are. Oh, my God. Number one seed in the AFC. It's fucking dope. It's insane. Use your sports knowledge on Symbol to buy low, sell high, and earn cash payouts when your team wins, or when your teams win. Join the 7,000-plus early adopters who have started to invest in their favorite teams. Visit www.simbull.com to create a free account, and when you deposit, make sure you use the promo code SD, they fixed it, Yeah. to make your deposit risk-free. <clears throat> Visit Symbol.com and use promo code SD and your deposit will be risk-free. That means even if you lose money, Symbol will refund your initial deposit. No questions asked. That's a great deal, guys. Uh, join Symbol and start investing and profiting from your favorite teams. Uh, and speaking of sports... Besides here, do you think people would like to talk about it somewhere? I bet they would. Do you think, do you know, where they, we forgot to do this last Sunday, but do you know where they, we would like to talk about it? Spotify Green Room. Spotify Green Room, let's do it. <clears throat> In case you don't know, Spotify Green Room is a live audio-only sports talk platform that is free to download and use. So you can talk to me, other fans, Lloyd, athletes, and insiders in real time. Real time. You can get in on the conversation that you listen to here every day, and you can even share your own experiences or takes on the app. And you can even have a chance—you have a chance to be featured uh, on the Fuck You podcast. You can talk to us. All you got to do is download the Spotify Green Room app free in the iOS App Store. Create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the Sports Drink Group. Follow us at FUWLT Bengals to be notified when the room goes live. Uh, you can join me uh, Sundays. Uh, we forgot to do it last week because we got a little lazy, uh, got a little uh, excited about the Bengals win. It was a good day. It was a very good day. Uh, we'll probably we'll try to do it again next week when we hopefully clap the Jets' cheeks. 
yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go ahead and say we're pretty comfortable. This, this should be a win. Very. Like they don't, the Bengals don't even have to watch film this week. They can just catch up on Squid Game. Yeah. I reference something new. Um. <laughs> <laughs> well, I love when Lloyd does that. <sighs> what do you have to say, Lloyd? Made myself sad. <laughs> Oh boy, I uh, even made Pepe go to sleep. Yeah, Pepe is sad too. She is side eyeing you. <laughs> the oh, dog is staring. Pepe, Pepe is side eyeing the fuck out of me right now. Uh, Bino, who else Pepe should be side eyeing? What the fuck happened last week? The fucking Baltimore Ravens. Fuck them. We just. Destroyed them. Oh, it was it was so much fun, especially because I was watching the pregame stuff like at my grandpa's, and it was like, oh, <clears throat> Bengals are gonna get blown out of the water. That's what this I is said. The end of the... well, I'm just saying, every single person that came up was, oh, this is gonna be an easy win for the Ravens. Like it was borderline disrespectful. Oh yeah. And then afterwards, it was like everybody's like, oh, uh, breakout team of the season so far. But like, shut up. <laughs> I like. That's honestly where I'm at, and I would love to be the person that would be, that was like, "Oh, I saw." I mean, I literally, I'll, I'll address this later. I put my Sorry about that. but I would love to be the person that's like, "Yeah, I saw this coming." I wouldn't have been shocked at a Bengals win. I wouldn't have been like super shocked. I am shocked by that. By that spanking. Holy shit! The <clears throat> final score was forty-one to seventeen. Here's a statistic for y'all. The Bengals scored more points on Sunday against the Ravens than they did against the Ravens in all of 2019 and 20 combined. That's awesome. It's insane. So I uh, had a um, I had a five-team parlay that I got from the Hollywood Casino where I said the Bengals <clears throat> and Ravens would combine to score over 40 and a half. <laughs> and the Bengals themselves outscored that. <clears throat> yeah, it's got to be fun. Just like, oh, yeah. Don't worry about it, Ravens. We got this. <laughs> yeah, so some final stats. Joe Burrow. 416. Oh, my God. 23 of 38 for 416 yards, three touchdowns, and an interception. 23 completions for 416 yards. My God. So good. He's... He, it's just like this team is on another level. And we were talking about last week with the Lions, how like they scored 34 points and it was like, we still didn't see this offense at its full potential. Right. This week, we saw that. How about the defense, though? Yeah. Jeebus. Stopping Lamar Jackson, minus a couple big plays by the Ravens, but... I mean, all in all, like <clears throat> for, the, for the way they've been bowling over defenses... They bowled to, over the Chargers defense. Yeah, to watch bad. our to watch our our defense come on, just like fuck y'all, dude. Was it you that told me that <sighs> the Bengals were like in fucking jubilation when they drafted Logan Wilson? I don't remember saying that. I remember seeing that somewhere, or that might have been might have been repeating where they just like yeah, we're so excited. I don't know that I would have used the word jubilation. <laughs> You're not a, a guy that would use that word normally. No, and I I, I use way too many words I, that sound. Stupid coming out of my mouth, but that, I don't think that would be one of them. No. But Logan Wilson, 
Is it crazy to say Pro Bowler this year? <clears throat> I don't think so at all. No, dude has been an absolute star this year. He's been everywhere you need him to be. Leading the team in tackles, interceptions. That's insane. That's an insane combination. Yeah. It's kind of like Lamar leading the team in passing yards and rushing yards. <laughs> That's a little sadder. Uh, Not necessarily. To me, it is. I... But some other stats, Joe Mixon and Samaj P. Rhyme. They both had fine days. They both had like 50 rushing, 50-ish rushing yards each. I forgot to put their stats on the um, uh, the screen. But they each had a long rushing touchdown. I think P. Ryan had one garbage time and Mixon had one to kind of like <coughs> seal the game a little bit. <coughs> Damn it. But I kind of want to talk about this guy, Jamar Chase. He kind of <coughs> stunk. Yeah, terrible. It's terrible. Only eight receptions. Only 201 yards. Fucking. God damn it, Jamar. Get your shit together. Bench him. Bench him. And only one touchdown. I know. It was an 80-yard touchdown. Dude, why not go for the 90-yard touchdown? I don't even know how to play off that. (laughs) I am about to blow Jamar Chase right now. I mean, if I wasn't a big fan of his before, oh my god. It wasn't just the touchdowns. No, that's a dude who goes out and... Like the block he threw last week. The, there was another good one this week that didn't get the same attention. But Yeah, because it was a fucking... Last week was a fucking 40-yard play from yeah. Mixon or to Mixon where Chase just like ran just like had the, situ- had the awareness to be like, oh my God, I should just pancake this dude. But there was one play that stuck out to me that made me realize, like, oh my God, Jamar Chase is a fucking teammate. It was near the end of the first half. He made a catch down the middle. Near the middle of the field, immediately runs diagonal, out of <coughs> bounds, untouched. Yep, that is a goddamn teammate right there. Got to stop the clock. Huh? Yep, and that's exactly what he did, and gave <coughs> the Bengals enough time to give uh, to give <coughs> Connor McLagger a field goal. Yep. God damn it, Jamar Chase is—he's not only a rookie of the year, like pretty handily. Oh, yeah. At this point, I don't know who else you would. He might even be a fucking all pro. Yeah, I think the argument for that's pretty almost undeniable. Right now, best receiver in the AFC. Oh, easily. Yep. NFL, it's Cooper Cup. But right now, it's fair to say Jamar Chase is the the best receiver in the AFC by a pretty good margin. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, he's not even getting like the uh, the number of targets and receptions that Cooper Cup is getting. Oh no! But at the same time, he is making the absolute most of what he gets. It's 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 been so fun to watch, like having that that receiver again. Like, you know, I mean, it's been like Chad Johnson era since we've had like that receiver. Yeah, and oh man. Well, I mean, AJ Green was to a bit, but well, Green was. He Green was just like dazzlingly consistent, but I think like I see more of a. Pl- I mean, this is no knock on AJ Green whatsoever, no, 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 no. but he's a quitter. Fuck you. Um, <laughs> he, uh, but Chase has such an insane playmaking ability. Like when I, like I said <clears throat> before, he was the Bolitnikov winner 
on a college team that also had Justin Jefferson. Right. Dude's unreal. Yeah, I mean it's it's again it's just it's so much fun having that always be an option. Like you know, I mean, how many times you've been like, you know, third and one? You're like, oh, okay, it's probably four down territory. Nope, third and one. We're just bombing it to the end. All right, that worked. Yeah, and last year, Burrow's weakness was his deep ball because he didn't have like a true deep ball receiver. Like last year, his deep ball guy, his probably biggest deep ball guy was T. Yeah. Which, I mean, not a terrible option to have. Not but really. T's the kind of guy. T sucks. Bench him. Fuck you. <laughs> I love the arguments you're having with yourself. <laughs> That's kind of what I do all day. Just, like, fight with myself and just get pissed off at myself. But last year, Burrow's weakness was his deep ball. And now it's, like, a strength of his. Yeah. Uh, do you know who his uh, private quarterback coach is? Jordan Palmer? Yep. Yeah. But, I don't. I don't know why that amused me so much. But I remember the only thing anyone ever said really positive about Jordan Palmer was that he had a cannon for an arm. And I've noticed there's a lot of cannon armed quarterbacks um, were just average guys. Yeah, the guys with the strongest arms end up being just average. Like a guy we're gonna get to in a little bit, Joe Flacco. Fuck that guy. Yeah, that Joe. <coughs> guy made me cough that joey vado looking motherfucker <coughs> i didn't get to that part in the burns but that's okay i didn't figure out how to address it you know what joey vado looks like i know you're not a baseball guy but he's the he's gonna get a statue outside of great american ballpark i hope okay he's the man but yeah um i was also thinking about this earlier this week because like people were kind of like shitting on lamar because like he didn't he had like well his team only put up 17 points and i kind of I want to know what you think of this comparison I made. How similar do you think Lamar Jackson is to Randall Cunningham? I mean, I guess I can see where you would compare them, but very different ways of doing similar things, I guess. Yeah, because they both are like, they were mobile quarterbacks with super strong arms, but they were like, that's what they were known for was being super talented with both their legs. And for a cannon of mark. Because Lamar Jackson does have a cannon. Oh, yeah, for sure. Because that touchdown he had to Marquise Brown, I'm going to talk it up, and I can comfortably talk it up, because the Bengals won. That was, was a pretty. beauty. That was an absolute beauty. Yeah, without a doubt. Like If you can't appreciate something like that, then you're just being weirdly obtuse. Yeah, you're just being weirdly obtuse and... And biased by saying, like, Lamar sucks. No, he doesn't. <clears throat> Baker sucks. Ben sucks. Right, that yeah. last one. Yeah, that that's last fair. one. I'll give that's you the last one. Stop doing. Everyone's <laughs> like, Baker, stop doing progressive commercials. Me as a Bengals fan, I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. He can keep yeah. doing it. I'll keep doing whatever you want, man. Ben, do your used car lot commercials. No. Don't do anything. Don't ever put him near the public. <laughs> Especially if there's a bathroom anywhere nearby. He's, <laughs> he's going to be doing like just for Madden commercials like five years from now. Oh, I hope not. Oh, my God. He's the fucking worst. Whenever I stop seeing his stupid fucking face, it, it's not going to be quick enough. And hearing commentators go, Roethlisberger, he seems like the kind of guy that's just, like, never going to go away. I mean, God damn it. Yep. I want him to real bad. Oh, fuck him. He's the goddamn worst. Uh, a couple other stars. 
We haven't even gotten to CJ Uzama as uh, the Bengals kind of posted on their Facebook page today. Like, hey, here's how you pronounce this guy's name. Because there's like been so many different pronunciations. Like CJ Uzama, CJ Uzoma. Uzama. No. Uzama was one that. That was uh, Pat McAfee did that one. Yeah. <clears throat> it's CJ Uzama. If you're new here, if you're if you're a new Bengals fan, listen to this pod for the second time, maybe first time, who knows? It is CJ Uzama. Three receptions, 91 yards, two touchdowns. Played great, man. He he was great. And again, he made them he had the yaks, the yards after the catch. He was doing great. He had some very critical, especially the one near the end of the first half was just Yeah, that was great. Very critical. And we'll talk about one more touchdown a little later on. Uh, T. Higgins, seven receptions, 62 yards. Uh, Tyler Boyd, four receptions, 39 yards. Um, but I completely forgot to say one more touchdown I want to talk about that we didn't really talk about. We kind of addressed it a little bit. The Jamar Chase 80-yard touchdown. Yeah. My take, that was, I mean, this is no knock on Jamar Chase. That was a gift from the defense. Yeah, but I mean that's the point of being that good is knowing when and how to take advantage of that. Because I was, I was just as a on when I was talking to my buddy Mitch. <clears throat> um, God damn it! Because like they couldn't, it, they didn't tackle Jamar Chase, and Jamar just looked up. And he's like, "Oh my God, there's the rest of the field. I'm just gonna run." And I, as was, soon as that foot race started, you just saw both of both of those defenders <laughs> that were anywhere close like give up. Like I'm not having this nope. highlight reel of me just getting burnt. And there was the no they they kind of did the side by side of Lamar juking two guys at once and Jamar Chase juking two guys at once Lamar jukes two jukes two guys then Jamar jukes two guys Jamar was better than Lamar for sure yep but no uh, a couple other things uh, the defense got to Lamar real good dude Trey Hendrickson just what a signing fuck yeah. People call that the most overrated signing of the year. Dude's been a beast. And then him pointing out the holding call to Villanueva was so funny. That rule. He was like, hey, look at the Jumbotron. Just got his face. Yeah. I, I was I was literally laughing when I saw it. And I was like, no, he's pointing out the penalty. No, and Villanueva was a longtime stealer. <laughs> but this is Trey Hendrickson's first year with the Bengals. So Trey Hendrickson just knew just to get in his face and be like, hey. Look at the Jumbotron. No, it's not a military tribute. It's this. Yeah, it's your penalty. It's your goddamn holding call. So last thing I'll say before we get to the burns. Um, can we legitimately say the Bengals are for real? I, would, yeah, I think you have to. You have to. They have, they're the number one seed in the AFC. They just trounced the Ravens. Yeah, at I, I think at this point, like all that, all the you know, talk in the first couple weeks, like oh, they're playoff contenders, blah, blah, like from the fan base. Yeah, all right, now you can say it. Yeah, I can like, and I is it? People might shit on me for saying like I wasn't a believer. I guess it's just like I've always tried to be a voice of reason. Well, I mean, that, yeah, that's any longtime Bengals fan. Yeah, I'm just like I don't want to like. I'm not saying that I don't believe in this team because this team feels different. Yeah, for sure. It feels very different. But I also don't want to get my hopes up too much. 
Yeah, I mean, and that's not to and again, that's uh, not to say that I don't believe in the same. I'm just like, I don't want to like have Super Bowl aspirations only to get let down in the wild card round. Yeah. So that's what I was saying. Um, but yeah, I, I, you said you think the Bengals are for real? Yeah, for sure. I, I'm going to make a very bold prediction at the end of the episode. Right. And I'm going to use it to uh, promote the episode on Houday Nation. It's a super bold prediction. Go for it, baby. No pun intended. Uh, <laughs> but they are the, they're currently the number one seed in the AFC. So, and do you think that's sustainable? Uh, yeah. If they keep playing the way they've been playing, yeah. Because the AFC is like, kind of weak this year yeah i mean the chiefs haven't been themselves no but i mean there's other teams that look really good too that bills are great yeah they're the best team in the afc right now i'd say well they don't have the best record the Bengals do i say the bills are the most talented team in the afc they have the best one of the best offenses they have one of the best quarterbacks in the afc they have a stout ass defense yeah they play in a weak ass division very solid team. Yep. <clears throat> and the Bengals are, honestly, they're up there right now. Yeah, for sure. As without, sta- without question at this point. As it stands right now, the Bengals are at the top of the AFC. Or, like, they, they're they near the top of the AFC, and this is a massive, massive if. If they can stay healthy. Yep. They Like, that's what one thing that's... Everything is kind of, like, falling into place right now. Like the team's talented, the team's healthy. Zach Taylor is coming through ceilings right now. Yeah, it's it. Like I said, it's all falling into place. Yeah, I, I've, I've I've been enjoying watching it without always going. Well, that other shoe's going to drop at the end of the game. Like <laughs> having that confidence that no, they'll they'll almost do better in the second half instead of fall apart. It's, yep, it's a fun fun change to how I've been watching the games because Zach Taylor has his pieces. He has <laughs> all of his pieces. They're healthy pieces. So Zach can game plan around a lot of stars for sure. And now having an offensive line that's actually working, he can and use his healthy. tight ends. What's something he can actually use tight ends as, t- you know, that's why CJ Uzama has been so has been honestly one of the most underrated tight ends <clears throat> in the league this year. Oh, for sure. Dude, that. The one where uh, the the first touchdown where he caught and then just like bulldogs got I'm like no you're not you're not stopping this no that was fun to watch Uzama I mean he's been in the league since fifteen he's the man yeah he's I mean he's doing great yep so I'll get to the last part of this slide here near the end of the episode Sorry. near the end of mine and Lloyd's segment because we're gonna have another segment after this it's kind of a bonus yeah. episode but for now Lloyd. We've been talking about the Bengals' stock rising a little bit. If you could trade them, like, as a stock and, like, try to buy some Bengals' stock since it's rising, is there, like, a website you would go to or... Symbol. I would go to Symbol as well. Symbol is the sports stock market that allows you to profit off your sports knowledge. There are two ways to make money on Symbol. First, every time a team you own wins, you earn a cash win payout. Second, just like the stock market, if you think a team is going to increase in value, you can buy low and sell high for a profit. Use promo code SD to make your first deposit risk-free. That means even if you lose money or just decide the market isn't for you, Symbol will refund your initial deposit, no questions asked. So if you're like Alex and bet that the Bengals would lose last week, you get your money back. I will address it. I did get my money back. I know. I... 
Just adding to the ad read, Alex. Yep. I'm, I'm, I'm very self-conscious about that. I kind of made myself public enemy number one a little bit. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> I was like, all right, weird choice, bro. Weird choice. <laughs> all right. But you know what? It's all good now. I'm going to start saying funny things on there again, and I'll be perfectly fine. Yeah, you're good. Uh, but, and if you want to talk to me to my face and tell me that I'm a piece of shit or a D-O-U-C-H-E, as that one fucking bitch said. <laughs> um, she's new public enemy number one. She sucks. But is there a... Uh, is there a sports talk platform you would use? Uh, yeah, I'd go to Spotify Green Room. Lloyd made Lloyd giggle a little bit. <laughs> uh, Spotify Green Room is a live audio-only sports talk platform that is free to download and use. You can talk to me, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time. It is perfect for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and reacting to breaking news. And you can even share your own experiences on the app. Uh... You can join in on conversations with me and Lloyd and have a chance to be featured on the Fuck You podcast. We'll be hosting rooms if we decide to Sundays, kind of near the beginning of the night, kind of near Sunday Night Football. Uh, you can. Um, all you need to do is download the Spotify Green Room app free in the iOS app store. Create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the Sports Drink group. Follow us at F-U-W-L-T Bengals <coughs> to be notified when the room goes live. Sundays around kind of seven thirty, like yeah. Sunday night football. Um, we'll be coming out with our spiciest takes about the game. Which will make Alex's face wet. No, that's the grippos. Okay. <laughs> the I, thought was, I thought it was all our spicy takes. No, the it's mildly spicy takes that make me sweat. Okay. Just like mildly spicy grippos that yep. make me just like face sweaty, and I can't say more. Get the vapors. Oh, yeah. But Lloyd, we've got a team to take down. Yeah. Do you want to do it? Yeah. Fuck the Jets. You ready to take this team down? Let's do that. I mean, can't do much more worse than they are to themselves, but yeah, let's try. Yep. Let's start with the mascot. Well done. Zach Wilson's mom. <laughs> Her getting trolled is unbelievably funny. Um, by Jets fans? Yeah, by everyone. Dude, okay, so I just want to throw this out before we get started with the Jets burns. Jets fans have, and I'm not just saying this to roast the Jets. I'm saying this very genuinely. The Jets have been so bad for so long. Jets fans might be some of the funniest fans in football. Yep, I mean, just like every good comic comes from a lot of a lot of pain and a dark place. Because uh, I I go through like their Instagram comment sections after losses. Because <coughs> last year was like fire gaze, fire gaze. This year, higher gaze, higher gaze. Yeah, I, I feel I feel a level of like camaraderie with them. Okay, because the Bengals have done so poorly so many years and the jets have done like you kind of understand their fans being the way they are yes no i totally get it and um like jets fans are so funny like one of their uh comments from a wire team sucks article i used as an instagram comment or as an instagram caption like recently i said uh a jets fan said i have enough hate in my heart to start a car (laughs) That's a, that's a funny line. It's such a funny line. 
One uh, comment that same article just said, fuck the Jets. <laughs> God damn I'm it. very clever. If you have time, go through past Jets Wire Team Socks articles. Read the comments section because they are genuinely some of the funniest things. Yeah, it's it's always fun when a team's doing really bad to see like how everyone reacts to it. Yep. And the last thing I will say, like one thing I've done recently is like I'll go to like the year after like something horrible happens and I'll see what the fans had to say and see what Drew had to say. And I went to the one today about the uh, the year after the butt fumble. <laughs> God. So it's just like it's like list of your coach. Uh, I think it was like Rex Ryan at the time. It's like your quarterback. Butt fumble, butt fumble, butt fumble, butt fumble, butt fumble, butt fumble. Just in all caps. I got a kick out of one of them. I saw where they were uh, <clears throat> they were complaining about uh, God damn, what's uh, the guy from the Eagles that spiked it at the one yard line? I forget. Sean, was it McCoy? Or the quarterback? No. Or the running back. The receiver that spiked it at the one yard line. Oh, Deshaun oh like do you Deshaun like, Jackson, yeah. Do you like let it go? Or not like Deshaun that? Jackson, but uh So what, what was the line? What was the line? <clears throat> the guy was like, Oh yeah, it's just like when the guy from our team did it. Oh wait, sorry, I'm a Jets fan and I can't even tell the Eagles and Jets apart anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but dude, you ready to get to these burns? Yeah, let's go. We're going to start. We already started with Zach Wilson's mom. We're going to go to the owner, Woody Johnson. The fact that the Jets owner is named Woody Johnson is fitting, considering the fact that he's a total penis. Uh, much like the vaccine that his company developed, he is the third best option for a group of people that are in serious <laughs> trouble. <coughs> uh, Woody Johnson, he is he is a mess. He allegedly questioned the need for Black History Month. <laughs> Do you see that? No, but it, I, I, it tracks. <laughs> Woody Johnson allegedly questioned the need for Black History Month just as much as the NFL questions the need for the New York Jets. <laughs> well done. I just want to say that is a com- that is <clears throat> going to be a common theme among these burns. All right. Anything else on Woody Johnson? No. We're going to go to the G- or the president, Jaime Alhai. He looks like the president and founder of the Female Orgasms RMS Foundation. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have never seen it. Yeah, I don't believe it. Birds no. aren't real. Female orgasms? No, nope. not on what? The clits in the belly button. I know that. Uh, the GM, Joe Douglas. New York Jets general manager Joe Douglas looks like Alex Jones found the one job more shameful than conspiracy theory promoting radio host. <laughs> Mine's in a very similar vein. I'm, I know Will Sasso hasn't been getting offered that many movie roles <laughs> since Mad TV ended, but I didn't think things were so fucking bad dude. work for the New York fucking Jets. <laughs> Coaching. Robert Sala, who looks like Vin D's nuts. Damn, my first one is, he looks like Ven (laughs) Four-Cylinder. He looks like he was in a uh, low-budget Superman porn, playing the role of Sex Luthor. (laughs) Do you have any others? No. Because I'm about to go into my risky joke of the week. I like it. Robert Sala is the NFL's first Muslim head coach, which makes sense considering how often he crashes the Jets. (laughs) That's good. I mean, I got Sarah over there. I got her very good. 
I like it. Quarterback. We're going to start with Zach Wilson. He looks like he's about to have his dreams crushed by being stood up for prom. (laughs) When in reality, he's going to have his dream crushed by playing for the fucking Jets. (laughs) Like, this kid looks like that guy that you've never heard of that somehow ends up hosting, like, the Teen Choice Awards. (laughs) And then you see him five years later, heroin nodding off at the MTV Awards. (laughs) I could have ended that to a good part. Uh... There are several NFL there are several white NFL players who dabble in rap. Zach Wilson looks like a white NFL player who dabbles in K-pop. <laughs> Solid. Uh, Zach Wilson said he isn't concerned about the potential long-lasting <coughs> effects of COVID, telling reporters uh, recently that he's siding with Kirk Cousins' "If I die, I die" approach to the virus. I honestly believe it because if I played for the Jets, I'd want to die sooner too. <laughs> you know, every twelve-year-old's that cocky. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't, I didn't laugh at your joke as much as I should have because I was trying to think of something clever to say. You are all good, brother. And his backup, who will be starting this week, Mike White, not to be confused with my little league baseball coach. What do you got? Shortest burn I've ever written, Mike White. Yep, sure is. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Mike White, um, Mike White looks like Elvis wrote Drunk Tank Rock instead of Jailhouse Rock. <laughs> there was his Wikipedia picture looked like a lot like just like fat Elvis. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know why I had to fucking explain that joke, but look it up. It's pretty close. <laughs> Mike White put up some of the lowest marks among all quarterbacks in drills at the 2018 NFL Combine. A, st- a sentence that made Woody Johnson blush. <laughs> oh, you don't do very good at the quarterback position. We're going to pick you later. <laughs> and he was a cowboy for one year. And then the Jets like, oh, my God, the, the guy with the low scores available. Let's, let's have him join our team. Sounds like Jets material. Speaking of Jets material, the newest New York Jet, Joe Flacco. Uh, he somehow has figured out how to make women flaccid. <laughs> Uh, his wife is going to change his name to Mrs. Flaccid. Uh, played off of yours a little bit. Joe Flacco was named the Diet Pepsi NFL Rookie of the Year in January 2009, which makes sense because now watching Joe Flacco play is about as exciting as drinking Diet Pepsi. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, you get the first, you know, get the best diet quarterback to promote Diet Pepsi. <laughs> Running back. We are going to start with Michael Carter. Michael Carter was drafted with the 107th pick overall. And he's so so forgettable that they drafted Michael Carter II with the 154th pick. That's right. That is a Reddit TIL right there. What's up? Um, Michael Carter is known as an elusive running back, and yet he still couldn't elude being drafted by the Jets. (laughs) I like it. We're gonna we're about to have a streak here. All right. Uh, Tevin Coleman, what do you got? <clears throat> Tevin Coleman has been in the league since 2015. He's played for three different teams, and I think this is the first time I've ever heard his name. Uh, Falcons, 49ers, and Jets. Yep. The f- most exciting story I could find about him. <clears throat> this is literally the headline: Jets. Tevin Coleman also almost scores winning TD. <laughs> Um. <laughs> next up, running back, I believe, is also a tight end. 
Trayvon Wesco. All right, so this is what the first one I wrote after getting home. <laughs> Let's hear it. I said, he's like a hammer made out of fingernail clippings. <laughs> it's interesting to look at, but no one has ever found a use for it. <laughs> uh, next up, <laughs> Ty Johnson. Uh, look at Ty Johnson's dumb face. Ty Johnson has played for uh, both the Lions and the Jets, which is a lot like escaping the Titanic and rushing to the Hindenburg for safety. <laughs> I like it. All right. Wide receiver. Jamison Crowder. All right, this is one of the other ones I wrote right after getting... Jamison Crowder sounds like the name of a soup you could only buy at Dollar General. <laughs> Which is good, because if he take, keeps taking hits the way he has in the past few games, <clears throat> he will need cheap soup. <laughs> hey, Jamison, I'm going to feed you a little more. Uh, fun fact, Jamison Crowder is named after what Jets players drink before games. <laughs> All right. Next up, Corey Davis. All right, Kevin Fart. <laughs> you boring nothing of a human being. Played for Wheaton, Illinois, Central Michigan, and now the Jets. Way to aim high, bro. <laughs> at least you didn't. At least you weren't in Soul Plane. But he's also about the Titans too. Did you say the Titans and I no. missed it? Okay. I was just going for like the low ranking. Ah, my bad. Uh, Corey Davis. This could this could be considered risky. Corey Davis was emotional during his first game played after his brother's death and was seen crying on the field. It was the hardest he cried until the day he signed with the Jets. <laughs> nice. Next up, Braxton Berrios. Oh, gee, I I oh, I hate everything about uh, every every <laughs> his name says <clears throat> I'm sorry. His name says soccer player. His face says date rape at a Dave Matthews concert. <laughs> you and me together, baby. No, the only song he knows is Crash. <laughs> Into her. Uh, Elijah Moore. Uh, Elijah Moore, or as fantasy players call him, Elijah Less. <laughs> uh, what did I have as I get some grippos out of the bag? Elijah Moore in college got a 15-yard penalty in college for impersonating a peeing dog during a touchdown celebration. Oh, this is a real thing. I believe you. As a result, the Jets drafted him to ensure that he wouldn't be able to celebrate any touchdowns. <laughs> nice. And final, or no, not finally, Keelan Cole. <clears throat> he looks like he's going to put out a Christian hip-hop album. And his first single will be, love the police. Love, love, <laughs> love the police. Love the Jesus. Uh, ain't nothing to not believe in. Keep trying. What'd you say before the podcast? You're so fucking white. <laughs> I'm so white. You're Tyler Croft white. <laughs> we'll get to him a little later. And finally, uh, Denzel Mims. Looks Do you like have him? Amish CeeLo Green. <laughs> um... Denzel Mims lost 20 pounds and had to miss Jets offseason training as a result of food poisoning, which was a wild way to find out that the Jets have offseason training. <laughs> Tight end. This Lego of a man, Ryan Griffin. All right. <clears throat> Ryan Griffin was arrested at Hotel Indigo in Nashville. I saw this. For public intoxication and vandalism. 
Apparently, he punched out the window in his hotel room because he couldn't find the way out. <laughs> Proving that his ability to navigate hotels is just slightly worse than his ability to navigate his routes. <laughs> That's why he tries to get out of the out of Jets games. Like, I want to punch windows so I don't have to be in this godforsaken stadium anymore. Um... Ryan Griffin calls himself Sticky Hands Griffin. Do you see this? No, but... I don't think you want to. Nope. That just sounds like a character family guy tried for one episode, then dropped immediately. Replaced with a greased up deaf guy. I want me... This is why we don't eat on podcasts. I say as I'm coughing, sneezing, and blowing my nose and... I always wanted to be a lawyer. <laughs> That took two tries and shouldn't yep. have. You know what? I appreciate the effort. And the other tight end, the backup tight end who we just addressed earlier, Tyler Croft. This traitorous <laughs> bench-warming puddle of shit. <laughs> he looks like he complains that Miracle Whip is too spicy. <laughs> I feel like every day his wife yells at him for sitting too close to the TV. He looks like a guy who complains that Grippos are too spicy. If I had, if I had had the, the the foreknowledge that you were going to sweat eating Grippos, yeah, I would have went with that. I'm done, so you can have more. Um, Tyler Croft has been a moderately successful tight end and an even more successful stand-up comedian, putting out the album Think Fast in 2018. <laughs> what? I always thought he looked like Mark Shalafu a little bit. Oh, okay, all right. I was like, isn't that name Shalafu? I didn't even like think to compare him. I was like, I, I didn't. I thought I missed something, and nope, it was. Right there. That's okay. We have one more tight end that Lloyd got, ta- Daniel Brown. Second shortest burn I've ever wrote, Daniel Brown. Nope, sure isn't. <laughs> George Fant. George Fant is married to former Western Kentucky women's basketball player Chastity Gooch whose family was named after the body part that most closely resembles the New York Jets. <laughs> I wish they had hyphenated. <laughs> fan, Gooch Fant or Fant yeah, Gooch? Either one is fantastic. Yep. I'd love to show up to a wedding where it's like, it's the Fant Gooch wedding. I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I don't care if I was invited. I'm going. <laughs> uh, what if it was George? Uh, no, you know what? I'm not even going to riff off of that. Uh, Morgan Moses. Who looks like Jameson Chowder. <laughs> Morgan Moses, who looks like neither of those names. <laughs> uh, offensive guard, Elijah Vera Tucker. I bought some of that for a burn one time. The what? So I bought some of that for a burn one time. Oh, you did. Oh, aloe vera. That took a second. <clears throat> uh, I, I shouldn't be riffing slow. jokes. Low. Um... Elijah Vera Tucker has his own last name tattooed on his arm, which is going to be real awkward when he breaks up with himself and still has to live with that tattoo. <laughs> I just assumed he did it for after the CTE sets in and he needs to remember his name. Oh, my name? I can't read anymore. I don't know letters so good, so I wrote it down. <laughs> I don't know letters so good, so why did I write letters on me? Uh, and a couple more. Greg Van Roten. So here's a little street joke for you. Greg Van Roten walks into a bar. The bartender says, why the long face? Oh, that's right. You play for the Jets. I didn't write anything for him, but all I can say is, oh, Doyle rules. 
<laughs> and the center, Connor McGovern. Uh, I didn't put this on the picture, but Connor McGovern has a tattoo of chains on his right arm. Because what's more fitting for the Jets offense than chains that don't move? I I, I am I, I don't even know what I'm looking. It looks like his chin was hammered back into his skull with a sledgehammer. What the fuck is wrong with his face? <laughs> he looks like he's wearing fucking lipstick. I bet he sunburns if he turns the light on for too long in his apartment. What the? F- <laughs> he's, that's a weird looking dude. And I'm white. Uh, yeah, that's. But this dude. That's upsetting. He's that guy. <laughs> but Lloyd, I think we got him pretty good. I think so, too. I, I, I felt pretty good about some of those burns. Yeah, I, like I said, some of mine were weird. No, that happens. A hammer made out of fingernail clippings is not... <laughs> not something you come up with in a lot of blood state of mind. Yeah, yeah. But, like we said, we got him pretty good. Fuck them jets. How do you feel about some predictions and bullshit? Predictions and bullshit. Can we do some bullshit real quick? Yeah. Because I have to address something. Last week I went to the Hollywood Casino. And I was very confident that the Ravens were going to beat the Bengals. And I put some money on it. And I lost some of those parlays. Yep. I will 100% admit. <clears throat> and I'm, I'm, I will happily admit. I was wrong. Yep. And I messed up, made the wrong decision. Nope. I will never bet against my... What's up? The wrong decision was posting it. Very true. As soon as I saw it, I went, God, I'm I'm going to make you run all your posts through me. Yeah. I'm just going to check with me first. Yep. As soon as I saw it, I went, how do you not know how this is going to... Like, you've seen... The way these fans bitch about everything and anything. Yeah, they try to out Bengals fan each other. Yeah, it was. It, at first, I thought you were fucking with people, and I was like, "Oh no, he's serious." <laughs> Fuck. So yeah, I learned my lesson a little bit. Became public enemy number one for a little bit, but we're good now. Uh, I made my money back. Learned your lesson. Learned my lesson. Never been against your team again because one of those parlays. If I had gotten it right, I would have won. Mm-hmm. They literally won. I got in every other bed right except the Bengals-Ravens game. Yep. And I would have won, but it's a moot moo point now. I'm all good. Made, I profited probably 150 <coughs> bucks that weekend. Not bad. Not bad. So if you want to send me hate mail, Big Shoobs on Instagram, Big Shoobs on Twitter. Send them just aggressive dick pics. Uh, No, that's actually not a punishment. Um. <laughs> I was trying to help you out, bro. No, you're good. Uh, no, only balls picks. Uh, you know what? Only gooch picks. Yes, only chastity gooch picks. Write jets on it with a with a permanent marker. Oh God, the fact that the the fact that jets and permanent are in the same sentence honestly scares me. It should. Uh, it should. Yeah, they should not be permanent. Can they just fuck off to somewhere else? Uh, I, do you know how bad? Do you know how bad I feel like the ownership of that team wants to send that team to a new city? Yeah. They have jets, and they still can't do it. Yep. They have 53 jets on in that stadium at any given point, and they still can't send that team somewhere else. That's a good joke. Yep. But I thought you were adding something else to it by the way you were, like your hand came up when you were doing it, so I'm like, <laughs> oh, 
Oh, wait, where's it the happens punch? like every other episode? You'll say something and then you'll gesture to it where I'm like, <laughs> like I, 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 I hold off reacting, waiting for the other part. And then you just stop and put your hand back down. And I'm like, usually when <laughs> someone does like this, it's because they're about to say something else. Yep. And it throws me off so often. You think I'd be used to it by now. But <clears throat> no, got me again. I, I got him again. Pretty good. How about some predictions? All right. So this is a tough game. The Bengals and the man, the Jets are. I, I made. A, I, I did make a shit post in Hootay Nation, and there were some people that took it way too seriously. Yeah, it was. I don't understand how some people get through life with so little sense of humor. Yeah, I was just kind of shitting, and they were just like, "You can't take the Jets lightly." I'm like, "This week, you kind of can." Yeah, you can't. We're having the backup quarterback for the team that can't win with their starting quarterback. I was like, it takes, dude, but for real though, it takes a lot of talent to win an NFL game. Last year, they won two. Yeah, they're good. That takes serious talent. And Zach Wilson, their blue chip quarterback, he's gone four out of six games without throwing a touchdown. Talk about unselfish. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just not trying to steal that glory, just team player. Yeah, you know how unselfish you have to be to not make yourself <coughs> the star of the show. You can't not love that. But in a wild twist, they acquired Joe Flacco, the cannon-armed quarterback who won a Super Bowl in 1973. You know, I mean, powerful moves. The guy has big game potential. And, you know big what? Big forehead potential, too. Yes. But you know what's most frightening about them? Their defense. That they're going to rub off on us? They tackle people sometimes. Oh, shit. They tackle people sometimes. You know how big NFL players are? It takes incredible physical ability to tackle a player, and they do it sometimes. Yeah, every once in a while. They've done, like, I've seen them do it like five times a game. Me too. That's crazy. There was one game they did it seven. That's tough. That is insane. The Jets, they can do it all, man. We have to go to New Jersey and prove that we can do it against one of the, most, the, NF, one of the NFL's most storied and incredible franchises, the New York fucking Jets. I'm not gonna lie, that was really fun to write. All right, the people being like, "Oh no!" As, as soon as people start saying stuff like this, is when the team gets a big head and takes the other team lightly, and that's how you lose road games. And but and I'm like, do you enjoy any of the like? Do you enjoy any part of football? Like, I, I'm so baffled by the people that make comments like that. That it's like this is clearly a joke, a shit post. Yeah, it, it's it's nonsense and it's fun and. You not only took it that serious, but you got upset. Yeah. How do you get through life? Like I, I'm, I'm, I'm. This isn't even like a, 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 a. I'm genuinely like baffled. I'm like, what? I watch football because it's fun. Yeah. It's stupid. I can understand it's point, objectively. It's, it's mostly dumb. pointless. Yeah, it's men, grown men playing a game for millions of dollars a year. There's so many things wrong with that statement. But you know, it's dumb shit, but it's my dumb shit. I like yeah, it. Yeah, it's fun to watch. It's, um, <clears throat> as the late Greg Giraldo called it, it's it's the opiate of the masses. Or uh, Stanhope. You know, everybody has their uh, dumb thing. they like, this is my dumb thing. It's very similar to what I just said, actually. I realized after I was yeah, making this that, is yeah. my This is my dumb thing that I like. Yeah. I like football. I like stand-up comedy. I like video games sometimes. I like other sports. Pretending to have sex with girls. I've had it like three times. Okay. <laughs> Can you please take my word for it? I promise I'm cool. You never met her. She lives in Canada, but. <laughs> oh, boy. Canada. 
There was an old street joke. You know how they named Canada? They pulled consonants out of a bag. C A N A D A. Yeah, I got where I was going. Oh boy. But prediction, I'm gonna say Bengals seven hundred and sixty two. Jets four. <laughs> I like it. Player of the game. Even though he had an off week last week, I'm going to say Jamar Chase for he's going to go 16 receptions, 17 yards, 15 touchdowns, two fumbles. All right. Uh, My prediction is Bengals 72. Okay. Jets three. I like it. Uh, player of the game is going to be Brandon Allen. I like it. They're going to be- <laughs> like it. They're going to bench uh, Burrow after the first thirty-five points that we put up in the first quarter, and Brandon Allen's going to have a breakout game. I like it. You could start me at quarterback, and it would at least be close. It, yeah, it can't be far off. No. Uh, real prediction: Bengals are putting up at least thirty. Oh, easily. At least thirty. I'm going to say Bengals 34, Jets 20. Oh, wow. And I only say that because I think the Jets are going to get some garbage time-ass touchdowns. That's fair. That's fair. Yep. Um, So my bold prediction, Ryan Griffin is going to get lost again. Uh-oh. Right? And he's going to punch his way through Mike White because he's so white, he's clear. <laughs> he's going to think he's a window and punch him in half. Yes. Lloyd. Alex? Plugs. Uh, listen to the Bastard Sermon. Absolutely listen to the Bastard Sermon. Um, check out Chameleon, putting on a lot of great comics. Go Bananas. Club looks great. Sounds great. Yep. Doing fun things. Really, Dude, uh, Sensei Comedy is like kind of coming back right now, and I'm a huge fan. Absolutely. Um, I was going to say shout out to Blake Hammond. He's recording a special tomorrow. Yeah, I believe so. And uh, I mean, you know. I believe it's, it's sold, sold out. Yeah, it's sold out and you can't go. But, you know, just still shout out to him. Cause... Fucking watch it on Amazon Prime when it yeah. comes out. He's the funniest. And don't forget to send Alex pictures of your taint. Yes, please. Uh, because I deserve it for being a dumbass on Sunday. My plugs, I have a lot of plugs. Tomorrow, Thursday, when this comes out, I will be hosting a Go Bananas Comedy Club for Tabari McCoy. Hi, Tabari. Uh, <laughs> Luke Capasso will, will be featuring. I fucking love that dude. He's the man. <clears throat> he's one of those guys that he's <clears throat> he's funny all the time without seeming like he's on. Yeah. Does that make sense? Like, 100%. Like Ran is, and this isn't a slight to either, Ran is funny all the time, but he's always on. Yep. Luke is funny 100% of the time without ever feeling on. And there's, there's, he's always dry. He's yeah. the same. He's monotone. He's, he's monotone, but he's not at the same time. Yeah. It's, it's just, I don't know. I, I, I enjoy being around him. He's a fun yep. guy. Uh, no, I cannot wait to do it tomorrow. Um, November 7th will be at Wiley's. I think I'm closing that bad boy out. November 10th, I'll be at 20s in Walnut Hills. 
Uh, I'm going to try to go to Helium next week in Indy. Uh, try to do their mic there. And Atel's going to be there next Thursday. So I'm going to try to make a little two-day trip. Hmm. What do you mean? I've been looking for a reason to go see T-Bone over in Indy. And David Tell seems like a pretty good fucking reason. <laughs> D- Lloyd. Do you want to go to Andy on Thursday to see Dave Attell? I think we might have to talk about this, yeah. Dude, we will le- legitimately talk about this. Uh, 24th, I am headlining a chameleon. We had some drops because of Thanksgiving, but Snodgrass is still on. Philly P is still on. Shannon Rostin's still on. I'll probably have to find another indie comic. I have one in mind, and I will message her pretty soon. Uh, November 29th, I'll be at Jersey's in Newport. And December 23rd, I'll be at Motormouth. Awesome. Yeah. Pimp Daddy Carl. Pimp Daddy Carl. Saw him at, at the old banana tonight. Close it out. Had a hot steamer. Uh, the set. But uh, normally this is where the episode is over. But Normally. Well, we like norm- to do abnormal things. We like to do abnormal things like talk about fingernail st- hammers. We should talk about that regularly. I, I I would not be mad at you if you brought that up a bunch of times in the uh, future. Yep, that's gonna that's gonna replace pocket hats as the inside joke. Or, or do you uh, think pocket hats will always lived on? Yeah, pocket hats is a different. It'll live on. That's so much shame that yeah, it, it still tastes good. In the no, air. you feel no shame. I feel shame. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It still tastes good in the air every time I say it. <laughs> But no, it's more like Riddle replaced the Manifest Destiny kind of. Yep. But we, uh, I, uh, I talked earlier with a buddy tonight, a uh, buddy of mine from high school, Mitch Stevens, who uh, wrote a book on uh, kind of heartbreaks in the playoffs, especially since Cincinnati has experienced a lot of those. Uh, it's a book called Maybe Next Year. You can find it on Amazon. Uh, Mitch Stevens, he's the fucking man. Uh, let's hear the conversation. <laughs> And welcome back to Fuck You, We Like the Bengals. I'm your host, Alex Schubert. Um, we're going to do a little special segment here uh, because um, we have actually a special guest who reached out to me, kind of wrote a little book uh, about Cincinnati sports in general. Old high school buddy of mine, Mitch Stevens. How's it going, buddy? Say hello to the, the, the Fuck You Nation. <laughs> yeah, it's going well. Thanks for having me on, Alex. I appreciate it. Dude, absolutely. So, Let's get right into it. You, like, what made you want to write this book besides, like, the playoff failures of Cincinnati? And I feel like that's a bad time to say that since Bengals fans are so hyped about the team right now. So yeah. what made you want to do this? You know, I, I heard a podcast several months ago. Oh, so, um, so what's your book called? What just yeah, called, general? Yeah, called Maybe Next Year. Yeah. We got a long subtitle. So Cincinnatians tragic accounts of the most heartbreaking moments for sports fans over the past 30 years. So it is all encompassing. It's not just Cincinnati, but um, obviously I go in in depth on uh, my teams, but I go through a lot of other, uh, a lot of other heartbreaking moments in sports just in the past 30 years, because there's a lot just with, uh, with Cincinnati to go into. Um, But heard a podcast about, about somebody, uh, you know, writing a book and kind of the steps to do it. And it wasn't really even a, a thought in my mind. Um, 
but I was listening to the, the guy talk about it and what, you know, he was thinking of like, or he, he was saying like, you know, if you're thinking about ideas, what's a, what's something you're passionate about, you would enjoy writing about, what is something that uh, is a conversation that comes up all the time. And for me, I think we know as, as guys, it's really easy that for sports to come up in small talk, yep. but that seems to come up all the time. Uh, of what, what team, yeah, what teams are you a fan of? Oh, wow. The Bengals. That sucks. Oh, you're, every time someone asks, I say, I'm a Bengals fan and I wouldn't wish this life on anybody. Exactly. exactly. Now it's changing a little bit. You hope for, you hope the change is permanent. Yeah. Yeah. You hope so. I, I put this in the description. I hope that, that the book is a, a massive work of reverse psychology and that uh, this is the year that it finally happens. But literally, as I was writing the book, everyone was getting really excited about the Reds. I was too. And then <laughs> I, did, I, I was almost done with the book, and the Reds had another heartbreaking collapse before I could even get that into the book. So. And it wasn't just the Reds collapse, the Cardinals winning 17 games in a row. Yeah. And that, you know, that, that's kind of what happens too. I, I put that in the book too. And I think at the time when I was writing the particular section, the Reds had a couple game lead and it, it was kind of a sarcastic guarantee nothing can go wrong there. And you know, everyone was like Padres and all these other teams that were in the mix. My dad and I both probably first of September before they really started their big run. It was like, if we had to bet, who do you think is going to make it? Cardinals. I don't even need to look at who's on their team. And it's, uh, it's brutal. And they fired their manager despite a 17-game winning streak. Yeah. Makes zero sense, but... I have no idea. I don't know. But, so what examples do you have in the book of, like... And I'm sure you have, like, the Bengals-Steelers game from 16. You've got... I'm sure you have the uh, Reds-Giants from 2012. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What are the... Yeah, so those two are in the top five uh, for for the worst Cincinnati losses, in my opinion. Round um, out the top. Uh, can we do spoilers on here? You want to round out the top five? Oh yeah, yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, um, that's the funny with the spoilers. It's like it's all things that already happened, right? It's yeah. just my take on them, and hopefully people will find it entertaining. Um, but I have uh, UC football, um, the most recent loss to Georgia, um, where. You know, they had it right there. And they also, you know, an eight-year-old in Madden could have known, hey, let's let the play clock run down to one if we're trying to run the clock out. And I noticed that with Desmond Ritter all the time. Like, he, like, when they're trying to run out the clock, he doesn't wait for the play clock. He just, like, hike the ball as soon as possible and just get the play started. Like, dude, slow down. Yeah. They did that a little bit on Saturday against Navy, and you shouldn't need to run the clock out against Navy. We don't need to get into that. It was, it was a little bit un, you know, unsettling watching how they played that game. But, yeah. Pulled it off. Alabama's going to jump them. <laughs> I, I, you know, really I think I, Alabama's going to jump them in the rankings. Yeah, I think they will too. But I, I really hope that it is Georgia, Alabama, a Big Ten school in UC. Um, but we'll see. I mean, you know. That Oklahoma, I don't think, I don't think is that good of a team. I think UC is better than them, but I think that especially since Oklahoma's quarterbacks, right? And now that quarterback is a freaking Heisman candidate. I saw that before their Kansas game. They were he was like number four in the Heisman. I'm like, 
Already? He's played, like, three games. Games. Yeah. So, I mean, the Texas game, he was fantastic. Don't get me wrong. But it's like, come on. I, that's how you, that's when you know there's not a uh, strong crop. But yeah, that, that Georgia game, you see basketball when they blew the, the, the uh, lead to Nevada um, yep. in the tournament. Um, and then ago, the other, yeah. And then the other one was the, was Bengals as well. So Bengals Steelers is, uh, in the 15, 16 was, in my opinion, the most painful loss I've ever experienced. That was number one. The biggest roller coaster of emotions I've ever experienced. Terrible, terrible. Um, but yeah, 05 Carson Palmer ACL. That yep. was, that was in the top of it as well. Second and then what you said with the Red Steelers. Red yeah. Uh, him and Chris Henry down on the same play, uh, seventy-something yeah. yard completion, and they both got hurt. I it, it was over. Sixty-six, you got it. Yep, man. And I always, um, and I hate to bring this up, but like I remember, I read a column every year, and I bring this up all the time on the podcast because I love it the most. It's a column called "Why Your Team Sucks." Yeah, it's um, it's a roast of every single NFL team, and at the end of the column, fans chime in and roast their team. And one dude said something that I've repeated so many times, I have it down my memory. He said, Every, everyone still has the energy to be mad about that game against the Steelers because nothing worth noting has happened to this franchise since then. January 9th, 2016 was the day we finally got the answer to the question, who day? And the answer was, is, and always will be themselves. Yeah, wow. Well put, for sure. Um, yeah. I I, uh, <laughs> I wrote an expose on that game, um, and th- that was the one where I really just dove in the most because it was brutal. It was brutal. I mean, you have Dalton playing MVP-like football. Every The stars were aligned. He gets hurt, and then it's like you, you would think that when that happened, the team would be noticeably worse, and you could say they were limited in certain ways. But it was fine. He, I, he did an excellent job coming into a team that was – Eight and zero at one point was riding high, and he had to fill in. Uh, he did a, did a great job. Down fifteen to nothing in the rain, in a primetime playoff game against Pittsburgh, and they come back and get the lead. And then, like like your uh, your buddy said, self inflicted, two yeah. freaking you know whatever we can go into, it, but the the two uh, two penalties back to back, which is just brutal. So. I'm tired. I'm I don't want to bring it up anymore. The game doesn't matter anymore. Fans are so infuriated about it. I mean, like, I mean, I'm obviously promoting your book. Like, it doesn't matter anymore. We are moving on to the future. Because, like, <clears throat> like your book is just a, just a history of Cincinnati sports and kind of sports in general over the last 30 years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, in that one – one more thing on the point, because it's funny, because I say the same thing. I don't want to talk about it anymore, and then I keep talking about it. Um, yeah. But A.J. Green's touchdown catch to take the lead. I said this in the book. That is the best moment in my life as a sports fan. That is the biggest indictment of my existence as a sports fan. Bigger than Vontaze Burfick's interception? Yes, because that took the lead. I mean, there yep. you, could put them, you could put them right in there, but taking the lead, it was like that was the most euphoric uh, – because it, it felt like we had it. And you always know in the back of your mind we could we could blow it. I mean, this year when they're up twenty four to seven, I was just like, how much time's left? How much time? The oh, against Steelers, the Vikings? No, 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 against the Steelers when they're up twenty four seven. Oh, got it, got it. And it's like, okay, what's Big Ben gonna do? Um, so the perfect thing that definitely rivals it, but it was like Landry Jones came into the game. It's raining. They just took the lead. 
they weren't moving the ball anyway with Roethlisberger. And it was like, so the AJ Green score with such little time left, that was the best moment for me. Um, but yeah, to your point, I guess that would be more of what we thought should have sealed the game was the interception. Yeah. Um, and then but, the Jeremy Hill fumble on the first play, which people bitch about the play call. People bitch about the play call. No, that is exactly what you do in that situation. You run the ball to give Mike Nugent the best opportunity to kick the field goal. All Jeremy Hill has to do is cradle the ball, and it's irrelevant at this point because you're not making a Super Bowl with a backup quarterback. But it was still a heartbreaking loss. Yeah. yeah. And I always say the biggest roller coaster of emotions I've ever experienced. Yeah, that one was tough. That Giants Red series was a, a pretty big roller coaster as well. I was at Game Five. Yeah, my my dad was there as well. Terrible. And I remember when Buster Posey hit the grand slam to go up six to nothing. Mm-hmm. I have never seen a stadium go so quiet so fast. Yeah, it was just, absolute dead silence. Yep, sucked the life out of us there. And yep. uh, you know, I mean. Cincinnati teams have, at least in my lifetime, they've never done well in a lot of situations, but going, going out West in general, right? Yeah. And then they have to go out West for two games to start against the Giants. They won them both. Them both. <laughs> and it's like, we got to win one out of three. Can't do it. Matt Latos implodes. And in, the, in that uh, game five, of course, they still came back and, and gave some more hope before officially. It was, it was six to four. Yes. And I remember bottom of the ninth, one out, Jay Bruce fouled off like seven pitches. And people were just like, oh, just do something. And then I think he flied out or something. And then when Scott Rowland came up, nobody gave a shit. We're just like, (laughs) no one cared. They just thought Jay Bruce, the guy, the one out hitter was the last hope. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, he was the guy with the real, I mean, obviously Roland's, you know, all time player, but um, yeah, we got him at the tail end of his career for a guy who ended up hitting like 300 bombs. Yeah. Yeah. Jay Bruce had that kind of pop in his bat and the, you know, he had that more of the long ball capability. You would have thought could have come up with a big hit there, but literally close out the series, come back win. that would have been euphoric, but it's a moot point now. Bruce is retired. Roland's retired. Latos is playing indie ball right now. Latos is still playing somewhere? I, there was a video that popped up of him, like, not too long ago where he, like, got in a fight during, like, an indie game or something. Huh. Was he was always bad. a really weird, weird guy with, like, a bunch of – I think he had, like, a bunch of pet snakes and – <laughs> he was on his neck and stuff. Like he he was a weirdo. I, I if I recall, I don't I don't know. But he pitched very well uh, for the Reds that year. He and was then, very effective. Yeah, he gave up a lot to get him. I don't I don't remember exactly what all we we gave up there. Yes, Monty Grandal, Yonder Alonso, Brad Boxberger, and Edinson Volquez. Edinson Volquez, man. Yeah, the guy we got for uh, Josh Hamilton. Yeah, blast from the past. A lot of those names for sure. Yeah, and I always I was thinking like in the in the ten series, Votto and Hamilton won the MVP in the same year. So think about if you had two MVPs on the 2010 team, 
absolute yeah. filth. So so much so much what could have been. For I was sure. just about to say what could have been. And that that's really you know that's really what uh, a lot of what inspired the book. And you know we're we're not the only fan bases that suffer. I yep. don't you know I, I don't uh, I make the argument that we have the worst combination in the past thirty years. Uh, but you know what's funny is that I'm hoping the reverse psychology works for Cincinnati, but Atlanta specifically the Braves. But I go into Falcons, Hawks, those fans have, have been through the ringer. Oh, yeah, 28 to 3. 28 to 3, of course. Um, the Braves went, you know, won like 15 division titles in a row, and they had three Hall of Fame pitchers for a decade. And Lavin, they won- Smoltz, and Maddox. Yeah, and they won one World Series. Um, and now here they are. They're back in it again with a chance. And yep. If it just, you know, I, I just, I could, I would not be surprised if they blow it <laughs> and end up losing to the Astros. But hopefully they win and then the Bengals win the Super Bowl. UC gets in the college football playoff. They win that too. One yeah. fell swoop. We're all good. My bold prediction, I'm going to make this later in the episode, but I might edit this out. But my bold <laughs> prediction, and it's a very genuine one, the Bengals will win a Super Bowl within the next five years. If everything falls into place, no injuries, I genuinely think the Bengals will win a Super Bowl within the next five years. Um, yeah, I, I think it. I think that it has to happen then, or it's going to be, I don't know, much, much, much longer. I mean, I don't know. I think the next. I think the next three-year window, even with Burrow, Chase, Higgins, Boyd, the defense is pretty young. I think I think the Boyd window is closing pe- uh, faster than people realize. Yeah, this is his sixth year in the league, and like his yeah. production's kind of dipped a little bit. I I wouldn't be surprised if he gets going uh, more and more as the season goes on, though. I wouldn't either. I think that because I think we saw a little bit of a dip. I know he was hurt a little bit, Higgins. Um, a little bit of a dip from him. And I think it's all revolved around Jamar Chase, which yep. is a very good thing. But Burrow and Chase, there's such a rapport there that, yep. um, you know, I don't, I don't think – I think Boyd's fine. And I still think he's – He's a perfectly fine receiver. Third down guy you go for. And I think he's going to have some big games because Jamar is unbelievable. Yep, and um, teams are starting to realize that. And they already know, right? It doesn't take long. Like, you have a couple games where – two games in a row where he's beating everybody deep. That's the game plan. So, he's just that good that he's still getting it done. But I think that's more and more when really good teams, as we get later in the season, game plan around him. That's where Higgins, Boyd – I mean, the offense is scary. I love your prediction. Uh, it's very bold. I'm always keeping the hope. Um, it's hard for me to, like, make that type of prediction – when yeah. I just have never even seen them win a playoff game. But it does feel completely different um, yeah. with, with Burrow. It definitely does. He has, like – because Andy Dalton was, like – he was always a – I mean, I liked him. He was always just a pedestrian quarterback. He was a game manager with a decent arm. He's kind of like Carson Wentz level right now. Mm-hmm. But, like, his – him and Carson Wentz, I think, had similar primes. Where they were just, like – they were all right. And Carson Wentz is a, in your hometown now. Yeah. 
I wouldn't Nick. give him. I wouldn't give Carson Wentz that much credit though. Yet, I think we're we're maybe shortchanging Andy a little bit. Yeah. Because um, Wentz hasn't done anything. He had a good like he had a good season. Um, I think as a rookie with the Eagles, got hurt. Second year won a Super Bowl, even though he was hurt. Like Carson Second Wentz. Year got hurt. Yes, he was an MVP in 2017. Foles just finished the job. Yeah, I mean, it, it's a it's saying a lot to finish the job though because they weren't like expected. They weren't like Super Bowl favorites or anything. Yeah, and he came in and he won all the playoff games. And then after that, Carson Wentz. They said he's still our guy, and he was terrible to the point where they couldn't deal with him anymore. I think Andy had a longer string of of being successful. He just never won anything in the playoffs. Which was consistent. I get the comparison a little, a little bit there. Um, I think Wentz has been, like, really, really bad. Like, more. Oh, Wentz's lows have been low. Yeah, for sure. Which Andy had bad ones, too. But like you said, pedestrian, oh. I think very, very kind of average for the most part. But when he had the weapons around him, he was very good. Um, just nowhere near what, what Joe is. As, yeah. Or with, like, the mentality, you know competitive nature none of that was there with him because none of like as we, we, we like the entire 2010s was Andy Dalton none of this feels average right now like mm-hmm. Burrow is he's it's just something about him he's got that it factor he's he's got his college guy now he was Jamar Chase was the Bolitnikoff winner the best wide receiver on a college team that also had Justin Jefferson yeah that's disgusting. Yeah, the fact that those were the two guys that he was throwing the ball to, it's like no wonder they put whatever they played Oklahoma. 60 tons. Yeah, and the, I remember that college football playoff, um, the, the first game they played against Oklahoma, they had like 50 in the first half. Like it was like yeah. they were playing Tulsa. <laughs> and again, and they, were, they were in a college football playoff game. There was just a video game. And then you see like, oh, these are the guys he's throwing to. And on top of that, you see how unbelievable – Joe Burrow just finished up effectively a full season worth of games. Yeah. He doesn't look like that at all. The poise in the pocket. He had a gruesome ACL injury this time last year. He just does not look like that at all. You know, it's, it's just – You don't even think about the knee injury anymore. And I always say this. I've said this multiple times. The Bengals need to thank their lucky stars. Joe Burrow only missed six games. Yeah. They really need to. For sure, for sure. And all these people with the, the Panay Sewell thing, too. Um, I, I, was, I was saying this from the beginning, but it's not to say that I'm some draft expert. I think it's a crapshoot in many cases. Um, and I also just try to go with the most positive <laughs> outlook on things, depending on what the Bengals do. But my thought on it was they tried to make some additions to the line in free agency. Yep. And getting a guy that is supposedly as good as Jamar Chase has been that is an extra lineman. He can get rid of the ball quicker because that guy is so good and puts pressure yep. on the defense. And, and exactly he opens up the happened. field. Yes. I mean, he's just, he's just such a game changer. Did I think he was going to be maybe the best receiver in the NFL through seven weeks? Like, no. But, the Cooper Cup. Uh, okay. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm, but, he, but he's right there, yeah, right? He he's right there. It's, it's an actual argument, which I never would have thought that. But I just thought everybody going in – you know, to the draft was like acting like somehow it was a guarantee. And I think Sewell will have a good, a nice career. I I think that as well. And I was a Sewell guy forever, 
But I am very happy the Bengals went Jamar Chase. Yeah, I think he could have gone either way, though, because I just what, what irritated me before the draft is so many people acting like – it's like I won't profess to be a scout or a draft expert, and so many people acting like Sewell was some sure thing. It's like nobody is a sure thing. There are linemen drafted in the first round every year that don't pan out. It's just because you think he's the protector of Burrow that oh, that's the better <coughs> pick. Like, you got to get the best player. I don't know. Yeah, and the, that debate – got so contentious that like people were like shitting on chase to talk up Sewell. They were shitting on Sewell to talk up chase and even Kyle Pitts entered. They're all going to be good NFL players. Pitts has ascended really high as of late. Yeah. Sewell, I think will be a good, a very good NFL player. I mean, I hope I, I don't wish poorly on anybody except for Dwayne Haskins, but I, I don't por- hope poorly on anyone to have a poor NFL career. Just, just to prove my point right. And a lot of people did. Yeah. Dwayne Haskins, what's the, what's the issue there? Do you, did you have a strong take that he was going to be – Okay, a couple things. He would have been destroyed behind our line at the time. He's an Ohio State quarterback. He was such a pocket passer that he wouldn't move out of the pocket. And we had such a bad line at the time that he just would have been killed. Yeah, for sure. And turns out he's not a good quarterback either. No, people people were pissed when the the Giants drafted Daniel Jones over him. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I'm just happy that we have the guy that we do because man, oh he is, he's incredible. And like over the last three years, the Bengals have drafted so well. Mm-hmm. And it's not just Jonah Williams. It's not just Joe Burrow. It's not just T. Higgins. It's not just Jamar Chase. It's Logan Wilson has been an animal this year. Mm-hmm. Like a, a lot of the guys, like most of the guys we drafted last year are still on the active roster. Yeah. How about Jackson Carmen coming right in and being important? Yeah. Cause he was fucking Trevor Lawrence's blind side in college. And now you pl- you can plug him in at right guard. And I think he's been, he kind of came into tra- training camp a little bit out of shape, but he's, he was the kind of guy that just like stayed after practice and like really worked on his craft and, I think he'll be a very good player. Yeah. Especially working with sure. Pollock. Yeah. And, you know, that's really what made, what made some of the Marvin teams really good is that he, they, him and Duke Tobin put together a string of drafting really well. Um, and I think they've repeated that, but with different, <laughs> different character guys in, in many cases. And people were saying what they wanted to and kind of poking fun at, the Bengals wanting to go after all these guys that were captains. I don't know if you heard that. Yeah, it was they, like six out of the guys, six out of the seven guys drafted last year were uh, captains. Yeah, right. And I'm not saying that because Logan Wilson was a captain that like, he's so great now, but I don't know. I think the culture on the team looks completely different, and it's not just because they're five and two. It's like they have a lot of guys that you know that are really really fun to root for. And that are playing yeah. together, and it's it's just a different, completely different culture. Um, yeah, I'm excited for it. Oh, I'm I'm the most excited because like I remember I've had this podcast for a little bit, and like when the the lead up to when Burrow was uh, about to be drafted, my co-host was like, "Let's get Chase Young, let's get to or something like that." But I'm like, Burrow, like Burrow is almost a sure thing at this point, mm-hmm. and people already had Burrow jerseys, like. I maintain that Burrow might be the difference between the Cincinnati Bengals and the St. Louis Bengals. Yeah. Like, that would be a nightmare. 
oh, it would be the worst. But it's like, I haven't seen this much hope from Bengals fans in quite some time. And like going into last week, I literally predicted they, I thought they were going to lose. I'll address that later in this episode. Mm-hmm. But like if, because the, the Ravens are coming off a, a really convincing win against the Chargers. The Bengals are coming off a good win against the Lions. 0-7 at this point, but like the Bengals haven't hadn't up to that point really proven a whole lot. But mm-hmm. they had this game, and like I've taken a I've taken a 179, not a 180, just a 179. Like I was like kind of convinced they would do something, but now I'm like every game for the rest of the season, as long as they stay healthy, it's a winnable game. Yeah, even the Chiefs. I mean, definitely with the way the Chiefs – I mean, the teams – so I'm at the same – by the same token of what you just said, I am definitely thinking every game is winnable um, based on what I've seen from, from Burrow, and, you know, the, especially the defense too. Yeah. Um, the teams that I'd be really – like I think I know we can lose any given week. It's the Bengals. Uh, we, yep. we couldn't lose. But the teams that would really be uh, kind of scared to play any week that I'm like particularly nervous about, Always just the divisional opponents. doesn't really yep. matter. We, any of those. Um, and then really I'd say Buffalo. and no Buffalo this year until possible right, playoffs. Right, right, right. And, and then the Chargers. But getting to play the Chargers at home when they got – it's just you can kind of do that. Oh, but this team beat this team. This team beat this team. And sometimes it doesn't really matter. But the fact that they just got their doors blown off by uh, Baltimore and then we went in there and killed them. Um, I don't know. I think there's there's a lot of there's a lot of overhype for. I think Herbert's a good player. But I don't think the Chargers are as good as people act like they are. I, I always see going anywhere. I always say the moment Joe Burrow's knee exploded, the Justin Herbert hype train exploded. Yeah, because like Burrow was like Burrow and Herbert were kind of neck and neck for Rookie of the Year, but the moment Burrow went down. Herbert just walked right in the door and just took the trophy. Yeah. And that's no, that's no knock on Justin Herbert. He's a fantastic quarterback. Mike Williams has been some kind of receiver this year. Yeah. Um, yeah. Dude, um, I don't want to keep you too long. Um, uh, how much longer you got? I don't want to, um, I don't want to keep you too long. How much longer you got? Honestly, I, I could go. I mean, I don't really have much of a, a hard cutoff. Yeah, I gotta, um, I gotta do uh, go bananas in a little bit. So that's the comedy club. Yeah, you're good, man. Yeah. Um, but yeah, dude, thanks for coming on, dude. We'll, I'm not sure we'll keep in touch. We'll talk more. I'll put the the link to the book in the descri- or in the description of the pod. Uh, Mitch, do you have any plugs? Do you besides your book? Um, I mean, plug your book one more time. Sure. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's called maybe next year. If you just search maybe next year, Mitch Stevens on Amazon, you can find it there. You can get an uh, ebook or paperback. Yep. Uh, I'm also at, uh, fairly active on Twitch. I love doing um, play by play of the games. So if, you oh, to, uh, so if you wanted to hear me in the background, uh, it's play by play Mitch. Uh, so you can find me on Twitch there. That's on Instagram as well. Um, but yeah, so I'll do the I'll do the game uh, with it streamed. So if you wanted to watch the game and it's usually a couple seconds delayed, you could hear my call. That's up to yep. you if you wanted to do that. So, so you're like kind of like Dan Horton away. 
Yeah, you know, it's funny. I'll, I'll, I'll mention this, not just to hype myself up, but also because of, to share with whoever hears this how great of a person Dan Horde is. I uh, was on Instagram one day and I, I saw his account to follow a bunch of like UC and Bengals stuff. So I followed him and then I was like, why don't I just message him? So I messaged him and was like, hey, you know, I'm, I'm really passionate about play by play. I'd love to, you know, pick your brain or something. I'm like, whatever. I threw that type of message out there, responded immediately with his Bengals email, set up a call with me two days later and talked with me for like 15 minutes on the phone, uh, just giving tips about play by play and whatnot. And I know he's not the biggest celebrity of all time, but the guy is busy and he's a big deal. And you see Bearcats you know, basketball. Does he do Bearcats football as well? Yes, and the Bengals. And the Bengals. He's a busy motherfucker. He is, man. I mean, he's incredible. And he's, I just I look up to him so much for how good he is at, at play-by-play on the radio. And, and Lapham. Oh, yeah. I, I love Lapham, too. And he's, he's really – he's the epitome of, of how I am in, in this book of just, you know, the, the bias fan. Yeah. Um, and, you know, you just – you feel like you got a, a cheerleader in the booth there. So – um, yeah, there's some play-by-play there, but uh, any feedback on the book that anybody would want to give, I, you know, it's much appreciated. It's not just Cincinnati. It's, you know, a bunch of different fan bases uh, woven in throughout there. So, again, thanks for uh, letting me come on and talk about it. Dude, uh, last thing I'll say is, like, some teams' most heartbreaking moments are also um, other teams', like, most memorable moments. Like the Minneapolis, like, did you talk about the Minneapolis, uh, the Minnesota Miracle Wall? So Minnesota is one of the, the fan bases that is, is up there with worst combos because they've had so much heartbreak. So yes, I, I did. Um, they also had a season where they were 15 and one and Gary Anderson. And he, it's the only field goal he missed the entire year. Yep. Wasn't the one that would have sealed it. And it was like a 30 something yarder. Yep. And they also had the Blair Walsh, 20 yarder whatever right it's like come on man it's 20 yards you're in the nfl um but i know that that's what they said about that um so i i I mentioned it but it wasn't it wasn't the top one because those other ones i just thought were uh well that would have been so that that would have been uh the saints heartbreak right um so i'm trying to think of uh new orleans new orleans the most heartbreaking one um was the phantom non-pass interference call in the nfc championship game yep so so it's funny when i started to do the research to your point there's so many of them that you can't you gotta you know it's all subjective but that was just my opinion where i was like i think that one was worse but the minneapolis miracle it wasn't the nfc championship game but are you kidding me like dude that's the only thing that couldn't happen like, all you had to do was stop case keenum from 67 yards away and you couldn't do it or bump the guy out of bounds, do something to him. He turns and there's nobody there. I mean, so, but yeah, to your point, I mean, you know, the Seahawks interception on the goal line, euphoria for New England fans, right? So there's always, there's an element of that with, with most of them for sure. Yep. All right. But dude, Mitch, dude, good to hear from you. Thank you so much for coming on. Um, dude, I'll, I'll let you know about Indy next week. I'm sure I'll sign up and if the stars align, I'll probably – I'll probably be in town an extra day because I'm <clears throat> I'm going to uh, Helium probably two days in a row if I can get on Wednesday. I'm going Thursday. But, goddamn, dude, Indy's such a cool city. I legit thought about moving there in the past. but 
<laughs> it's very, it is very cool. It's such a cool city. Dude, Mitch, thanks for coming on. But, folks, the episode's not over. Lloyd and I are going to get to the game review and the burns. But, Mitch, dude, good to hear from you. Thanks for coming on. Buy his book. <laughs> Lloyd, Alex, I think we only have one thing left to say. Fuck, Fuck you, you, New York Jets. We like the Bengals. Wow, man. Fuck you. We like the Bengals. <laughs>